Let me begin by saying Dumelang, Sanbonani, Molweni, Absheni. Good morning. Khuyemuri. Uh, we live in a country that has 11 official languages and there are other languages alongside that which are not yet official. And uh, I hope that I'm at home in addressing you in all those languages. But for the sake of uh, this presentation, I will be using English in my, in my presentation. I am a pastor. I've been in ministry since 1987. I'm still in ministry. Founded, I'm one of the founder, founders of a church called Let My People Go Ministries, which is south of this area. We founded the church in 1987 and still existing. One of our colleagues has left us to be with the Lord about nine years ago. We are left too, and we still continue in ministry. In addition to that, I am also uh, a lecturer at the South African Theological Seminary, which is called SATS. We have our offices here in Bryanston. We are an online theological seminary. So that is all about me. And uh, my interest in ministry, my interest in academia, it's around Ubuntu, Boto, which is a worldview of Africa. And I'm doing my ministry and my involvement in the academia around the worldview of Ubuntu. So I was recommended to come and speak as explained and I will be taking you through that at the way at how I look at the message of the gospel from an Ubuntu perspective. And I was given a title which I preferred not to use uh, so that we are going, I want us to engage before I move into a presentation. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to relax and engage with me. I'm going to ask you some questions as we talk and ask you to make some uh, observations and also some interactions. So please, let's, let's, let's interact. And as you notice on the screen, I have the title, Someone Else's Religion other than us. So I have rephrased the, the title that I was given from Christianity is a white man's religion to this, so that it becomes something that is engageable from the perspective that I'll be taking. So let me ask you a question. I hope the, the slide is suitable. If you Stretch your eyes. Tell me what is it that you see besides the words. What is it that you see on the slide? Just, just, just shout. What do you see? 
nature, someone else? Matter, someone else? Big rock. Hmm. What else? Water. What else? A funny face on the rock. Hmm. What else? Okay. My my second question is, how many of us can say I? These issues or these pictures speak something to me. Is, is there, I've got four pictures, one, two, three, four. Of the four pictures, is there some kind of language or message that you get from this? Anyone? Yes, sir, ma'am? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Someone else? Mm -hmm. Someone else? Uh, louder, please. I didn't notice. Mm -hmm. Someone else? Third, third, third question. All right. I want to now to zoom into the rock. Forget the water, forget the plants, the plant, forget the, the clouds. Zoom into the rock and tell me what is it that you see. Any guess? Yes. Is that true? <laughs> if, if we all zoom together, do, do we see that shape on the rock? Where the pointer is. So th this, is, this is a mountain somewhere in Botswana along the sun and the Af sun and the Khoi people. This is a holy mountain. This picture was taken from a holy mountain that I had visited some years ago. And I was surprised to see that on this rock, which is about five, six to seven meters high from where, I mean four to five meters from where I was standing, I could I saw I saw this on the rock. Isn't that amazing? And the sun people who were living in this, in this mountain are now moved away and settled somewhere and the mountain is now declared a natural, a natural heritage site. But this is where they were living with their ancestors for ages. And this, they know this mountain as they know themselves. So they were taking us on a tour. And this is one stop, one stop where they, I stopped. 
and they were explaining something to me. And this resonates with what um, we're talking about now. When we talk of religion, what do we mean by religion? And I need to say from an, from an African point of view, or from an Ubuntu point of view, we do not have the word religion. But from a European Western point of view, you have, we have the word religion, which expresses form of worship or, or, or deity. But in, in the African context among these people, they see an, a, an inclusive way of life that involves their ancestors. And they do not call it religion, they call it the way of life. Now, we'll be taking this through the month and the concept when we're talking with the uh, Pastor Rasmus that there are issues of decolonization, contextualization. You know, they come into the academia in many uh, uh, phases of our interaction. So we'll be also looking at that. Africa, talking at also looking at decolonization and contextualization. How do we contextualize? What do we see here? How do we contextualize that, what we see here? And for us to be able to do that, we need knowledge. And I'm going to pause here and ask you a question. What month is this? Is this? What month is this? September. September. What day is today? What, what date? 18th of the day is called Saturday. So knowledge informs us to be clear of the year, month, and day, as, as well as time. But if you look into the other knowledge, which is African, when we talk of this, we will not be able to say this date, this year, and that month, but we'll be saying Nestosa Mandulo Kale, 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 Kwa Kudala, Kudala, long, 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 long ago. That's how we would bring time into our, our, our conceptualization and discussions. But now, if you talk into the the religion, the, the, the the aspect that we're addressing today, I want us to focus into this and bring it here. When we want to understand this, which I said religion is not, our, is not an African uh, word, it's a, it's, 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 it's a European word. We need to bring it here and agree that this word, religion, came from decolonization. We, it was used and it is used amongst us because of, through the process of decolonization. But before decolonization, there was no, we did not use the word re religion. Now, this means now, if we agree that religion is a foreign word which came to us, via decolonization, and the question is, how then do you contextualize? 
this religion that was brought to us with its concept and everything. How do we, how do we contextualize it? And I'm going to be using knowledge, like I said, and for all of, all, all of us who are aware that on the 12th of September, September 1977, Steve Bantubuko died after he was tortured by the former regime. So this is, this is one of the important dates in our history. And this, in this month, we remember him. And he was, he was a pivotal in, in conscientizing Africans to accept their identity. And he coined the phrase, black is beautiful. And African masses were, were conscientized and rallied around that to, to say, accept who you are. Do not belittle yourself. Do not undermine yourself. Accept yourself. And out of this, there were those who say, because that, I have to accept myself. Therefore, this concept of religion, I need to throw it away because it came through colonization, which oppressed our ancestors, blah, 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 blah. So, Biko brought efforts of addressing and contextualizing religion and the two ways that, were, that came out of that was that you either accept this religion or you leave it. So I am one of those who believe that I did not have to abandon or leave this religion. But I have to contextualize it and engage it. And I, we will be engaging it now. And this is how we engage it. Please tell me, what do you see on the screen? Yes, correct. What else? What do you see on the... Yeah. Clothing? Can you describe the color of clothing? How many colors can we identify? About five? All right. Can you identify the pigment of the skin of the people? They, they are like me. So these are my ancestors. We'll come to that. <laughs> these are my ancestors. And if we use knowledge, we, we, we could be able to identify approximately which year it was when these people lived on this continent. Right. What do you see next? And what pigment of skin is that? So I also claim that these are my ancestors. Because we're using knowledge. And if we come here, what do we see? And where can you situate, where do you situate this on the continent? Where do we situate this artwork on the continent? Which part of the continent? Is it west, south, east, north? 
<laughs> All right. But let the people who who worked on this which 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 graphic is still existing now. These are the people. So when when you talk about religion, we're talking about these people, and if you look here, this is a, this is a language that also expresses their religion, their form of worship, their form of spirituality. If you also come here and come here, it's the same thing, spirituality, form of worship. So we have North Africa covered, we have Southern Africa covered. That there was a form of spirituality on the continent and expressed not in words but in, 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 in this way here in the southern tip of in the southern part of, uh, of Africa and this way in northern Africa. So spirituality has always been part of this continent. Now this spirituality was brought to us about a few years ago. I don't know how many of us remember this. Do you remember this video, all this? What do you see, actually? <laughs> Stretch your eyes. What do you see on your left and on your right? Is that not the South African parliament? This is the South African parliament. And on your, on your left, that's where the EFF is sitting. And on your right, that's where I think, the, 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 on your right, it's the ANC. And the person who is holding horn, a pair of horn, is a person from this community. And he was a praise singer at the opening of parliament when the current president was, was inaugurated. And as he was doing praise singing, he was introducing his spirituality and showing his spirituality. So this spirituality that comes from this era through this generation now is with this generation. So the question is now, how do we engage this spirituality with Christianity? That is the question now that we're going to address. How do we engage it? Because we have seen that this spirituality has always existed and it, it continues to exist. Now, I use knowledge to do that. And I use what I call Ubuntu, which is an, an African worldview. The Ubuntu worldview is a worldview that says the metaphysical and the physical are intertwined. There's no separation between the two. That is the worldview that I am using to engage Christianity. And out of that, I have some of my works in engaging this. One is called Africa, looking at Jesus, the Ubuntu story of the cross. As an African, from an Ubuntu worldview, I am engaging the, the message of the cross or Christianity from that worldview. This is what I'm doing. And in the second book, Ubuntu Pentecostalism, I'm specifically engaging the Christian tradition of Pentecostalism from that other worldview. 
And like I said, I opted not to use white and black, but I wanted to use Ubuntu. So that we work on what is the spirituality of this continent. So in this work, Africa looking at Jesus, the Ubuntu story of the cross, the first thing that I, I do is that I use Acts chapter 13 verse 1 as a point of contact with the cross. As a point of contact with the message of the cross. So the Bible becomes pivotal in my engagement as I engage Christianity. I do not set the Bible aside. It's part of what I'm engaging. But from my worldview, to understand it. And in Acts chapter 13, verse 1, you would notice that there was a group of people who were called prophets, teachers, who were praying all together. And they fasted and prayed. And as they were fasting and praying, the Lord commissioned them to release Paul and Barabbas to go and preach the gospel. And in that council or that group, you have some people from Africa. In Acts chapter 13, in that leadership, there were people from Africa. So this is the first multicultural, multinational group of Christians that is mentioned in the Bible. In Antioch. And this is the first church that released Paul and Barnabas to go into missionary work. So as I engage into this, I want to find more about who are these people mentioned in Acts chapter 1, 13 verse 1. And I discovered, as I searched, that these people are people who are called people from the Akebu land. So the land of Africa, this region here, until here, in those times, years ago, centuries, it was called the land of Agebulan. Agebulan also means the land of Eden, the land of beginning. It also, it was, Ethiopia was also used. Kush was also used. Nubia was also used. But the proper indigenous word of that whole region is called Agebulan. So the people who are mentioned in Acts chapter 13, verse 1, are from this world, which is called the area of Agebulan. And as we've noticed, we've seen some of their features, physical features. Now, this view enables me to say, if I am able to identify people who are like me in the Bible, who were part of the first missionary council, then I'm 50% in terms of ac accepting that the message of Christ belonged, and can be embraced by people like me. Because I have proved one thing. The first missionary council that said consisted of people from, my, from this continent. Now the next thing is to say, how do we then look into the message that this missionary council accepted and allowed Paul and Barnabas send to other people, as the Lord said, they should release them. And I'm looking into the following things. I'm looking at Jesus. You know, 
The title here says, Looking at Jesus. I am looking at Jesus from an Ubuntu perspective. And I look at this conception, birth, death and resurrection, ascension, and his mediation role. And in the African context, those, those, are key, those are key areas of life. Between birth, between birth, conception and death. That's the area of living into the tangible or the, or the, 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 the physical. But out of that, there's also the metaphysical or the spiritual, which we in the African context believe that people who, who die move into that realm of life. So I, I trace Jesus from my worldview of Ubuntu to, to understand him. And I, the first thing that I look at is that how was he conceived? Supernaturally. And in Africa, we have no problem with the supernaturals. <laughs> we don't have a problem. So it, it, becomes, it becomes acceptable that uh, a god can interfere into the reproductive system of a woman and cause her to conceive. With that normal contact of men and women. So in the African worldview, then it becomes, it becomes easy to accept that a God or a divine being or someone sup supreme did this. So I'm, I'm, 50, I'm about 51% into accepting this religion because it, it addresses my worldview of how I see things. Although we know that in all cultures, if you get if we interpret Christ's um, um, Christ mother's conception, it was out of marriage. So it is immoral in, our, in, 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 other, in other cultures. You know? It was out of wedlock. But it, 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 it has a significance which we'll, we'll be able to see. So then I move into the other thing. He was then born. He was not only conceived supernaturally, he was born into the tangible world. So in Christ, we see this, the, the, the metaphysical and the physical coming together, and we see the manifestation of the physical and the spiritual into the physical through Christ, which is what we call incarnation in theology. God living in us, his name shall be Emmanuel. That's what we see. So we are able to interact with that. In Africa, we are able to create what is called tokology. Now, tokology is a spiritual being. So if, we can, if our ancestors are able and now can also do now create a tokology, then God created Christ. <laughs> so it's, it's the same language, it's the same perception of life. Then we move into his death. His death is like any other death. He did not die outside the human death process. He died like any other person. So I can accept him that he was conceived, he was born, he lived, and he died, like any other person. And information is available that he's, that, that is a fact. So Christ was conceived, born, lived, and he died. So what happens after that? He was buried. Now the question is after burial, what happens after his burial? 
according to our worldview, if you are buried, you moved into another world, and if you are an elderly person, then we would expect you, out of a meeting setting criteria, to be part of the ancestors. Now, we don't talk about ancestors in terms of veneration, but joining the ancestors, people who live for law. And this concept is, is, is in the Bible. When, 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 Mo, when Moses died, when David died, they, they went to their ancestors. They went to the ancestors. And God said, I'll take you and join your ancestors. And the Bible keeps on saying, your ancestors, your ancestors. So ancestors exist. So my, 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 my worldview of, of understanding ancestors is covered in, in, in the message of the gospel. Then I'm about 60% covered about accepting this religion. It, because it, it talks my language. It addresses things that I understand. Now comes the key thing. He did not only die, he rose. Now, this is the most difficult thing that we don't have in African worldview on Ubuntu. When you die, you're dead. You don't come back to life. <laughs> now, this, this is where we struggle. How does someone come? Unless if you're a ghost, then we understand. But physically, Christ manifested himself for 40 days, proving that he is a human being. He ate, slept, and did all the things. So, look, I'm, here am I. Thomas did not believe and said, no, here am I. Touch me, I'm not a ghost. So we do not have that in, in, in our worldview. That's where we need, I need to find ways of convincing and accepting this message that how does he? Then I have to accept it that this is, no, this is someone more than a human being. And if you read the scriptures, it brings his divinity manifested. He could disappear and reappear. So his, his resurrection covered his divinity. He, was, he went back to his divinity. So the metaphysical is now addressed. I'm now able to understand, oh, then he was no longer human. He's now in a divine being, but he's not a ghost like I know ghost. So, not only did he do that, he ascended to heaven. His ascension was visible. So, his ascension, it's not, it's not mentioned in our culture, in our worldview. So, how do, how do we take that? We accept it, that this is somehow supernatural. How do you ascend when people are looking at you, unless if you are a witch and climbing on a, on a, on a broom? In the African culture, you can do it, but the way Christ did it, it's beyond that concept. So he, he, he ascended, and his ascension brought him in the presence of God the Father, where now we are a new teaching, which is similar to Ubuntu, comes in. He is now a mediator. But the, his mediator role, it's not only for a particular clan. You see, my, my, my ancestors can only mediate for me, not for other community families. That's how it works. But when Christ mediates, he mediates for the whole humanity. 
So his role of mediation is far above the mediation role that I understand and accept. So, he is now a superior mediator above my ancestors, whom I believe that are mediating for me in terms of our worldview. So, this, this is how I wrestled and accepted this gospel and make it that it's not a European gospel only, but it suits me as an African. Then, that's how I accepted Christ and continue to worship and accept Christ in my life. Because from my worldview, I have engaged this religion out of that, using this kind of yardstick. And as I conclude, I move on into now bringing this into the Pentecostal practice of speaking in tongues and glosalia and all that. But this practice also, it's a practice that God Party spirit and a, a key person who got used for this practice to spread in, in the globe is William Seymour, who is an African, a child of the slaves who were taken from Africa. So in 1906, he became the pivotal person in the manifestation of the Azusa street and the speaking of tongues and all that. So I'm engaging this experience from that point, and my argument is that this experience is similar to African worldview. And I acknowledge that God used an African and tapped into his worldview to resuscitate issues of the Losalia, issues of, of the charisma, charismata, and issues of function. So that's how I look at it. And I then move into saying, how does this now interact with my worldview? My worldview has accepted Christ, but out of this Pentecostalism, there are those who have, from these churches, who have willfully opted not to do away with ancestral veneration, but they have fused ancestral veneration and the message of the cross. And they do not hide it, they do it publicly. The Zionist churches, the ZCC, the St. John, Iban the Lama Nazareth. They, 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 they are public on that. They, they, fuse, they fuse the two. I do not belong to that. I belong to those who are called others in the AFM who say, we have separated ancestral veneration from Pentecostalism. Christ is central, not our ancestors. So Christ is a complete and last sacrifice that God has sent for humanity to be saved. And in, in the previous work, that is covered. So Ubuntu Pentecostalism is the Pentecostalism that says, I am accepting and practicing Pentecostalism not based on fusing ancestral veneration and the message of the cross, but on separating the two. And that is how I have engaged this gospel. From a point of the message of the cross to the point of Pentecostalism. And here am I in that mountain where you saw that graph with another generation of people. This old man here was the last of his generation who is now passing that information from this mountain to this generation. 
He and this old man were the last who were living about five years ago when I visited the area. And we are now taking the gospel to them. I'm involved, I'm part of my work. I, I am part of Weightlift Bible Translation, which is an organization that translates the message of the Bible in oral translation here. We be, our offices are here in Kempton Park. And what we do, we do oral-based Bible translation because not everybody has the message of the Bible in his own language. So these are part of the people who don't have the message of the Bible in their own language. So we've taken this message to them in their own language as stories and oral translations. And I've also engaged with these who are part of the same community which lived in this mountain. So this community and this community share this mountain. Let me, let me go there. They share this mountain. And they attach some form of spirituality to that mountain. And as we bring the gospel to them, it's from that worldview that you, this worldview of Ubuntu or Africa has resonates with what the Bible teaches, but you've got to separate ancestral veneration from worshiping the true God of the Bible and Christ. That's where I end, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening.